Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. When I've heard about the, um, the series that we have for the summer, Catching Up with Jesus, Walking with Jesus, I was very intrigued. And you know why? Because we live in a, phase, uh, in a very fast place, uh, fast-paced world, right? So everything is so fast. We like to drive fast cars, and we, try, we like to go through drive-thrus and all of that. And, and don't get me wrong, fast is good, but sometimes there are lots of disadvantages to that fast. And when I think about Jesus, and when he lived on this earth um, about 2,000 years ago, the Bible mentions that he walked for most part of his life, so I want you to have that image in front of your eyes. Jesus is walking at his own pace. Probably was five kilometers per hour, right? He was walking. And people walked with him. People walked beside him. And they would ask questions. And Jesus would stop and, and answer them. That he would walk and they would see, you know, a blind person there. So he would heal the blind person. Somebody else would say, Jesus, have mercy on me. He would go and meet the people where they were. So Jesus was walking and people were walking right beside him. And I think that we can do that in our, in our life too. Not in a physical way, but to walk with Jesus in a spiritual way. To walk with Jesus, to include Jesus in everything that we do throughout the day, right? So there's nothing, nothing wrong about technology or about, you know, having fast vehicles and speedboats and all of that. There's nothing wrong with that. However... If we are rushing all the time, we miss the details. We miss the moment because we are rushing for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, right? We're rushing for the destination. And our life, it's a journey. I know, I hope that all of us, we know where the destination is, right? That's in heaven. But here on earth, it's a journey. So in order to appreciate the journey, we need to slow down. If we don't slow down, the images are moving so fast, we're just driven by the next day and next week and next target and next thing and next thing on our to-do list, we miss the moment here and now. And we are not walking with Jesus then how he's intending us to do. So I want to encourage you to have that image, right? Think about that. Jesus is walking. And how can we slow down so we can walk with him? So we can involve him in our decisions. So we can involve him when we have a good day, when we have a bad day. So we can walk with Jesus side by side. Today we want to talk about how can we involve God when it comes to our, our way of thinking. We want to talk about how can we transform our thinking process? How can we transform our minds so we can appreciate the journey every single day? So today we want to focus on what it means to renew our mind. And if you have your Bibles with you, please open them to Romans chapter 2, chapter 12, and we'll read verse 2. So here the Word of God says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and improve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's a big task. 
And this is what we want to talk today about. How can we do that? How can we start that? Because it, that is such a practical way. And, and all of us, there's something that we can do starting off right now. And I know that some of us are already doing that. So if you are in this process, I want to encourage you, don't give up. Continue with this process. And if you can integrate some of these principles in your life, that would be great. So when we talk about changing our mind, I want you to imagine that that is a skill. None of us were born knowing how to make that change, right? So it's a skill. It's a skill the same way you learn to play guitar, right? So if you, if you play guitar for a day, that guitar will not sound that great, right? But if you practice and play guitar for a year, the guitar will sound better. Why? Because you practice and practice and practice and practice, right? You get the idea. It's the same with the skill of renewing our mind. We try it once and we say, this is not working. Dan was wrong, this is not working. It's a skill. We have to practice again and again and again, right? The same idea when you go to the gym. When you go to the gym, you do the same, I want to call them, you know, I would say the same boring moves, right? Why do you do the same boring moves, right? Because you expect to have a result. So after you do the same boring moves, your muscles will grow, right? But it's the same moves. You don't do like a new routine or maybe slightly new routine, right? Or when it's the same with our mind, we have to do the same thing, right? Until we, we master that skill. Paul says here, Apostle Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to experience change, you need to train yourself to think using a new way of thinking, right? And when you find yourself starting to think in the old ways of thinking, you need to make a conscious decision to say, uh-oh, you know, I, I reverted back to the old ways. So I catch myself and I bring myself to the new way of thinking and continuing with that. The Greek word um, that, that means transformation, it's metanoia. So in metanoia is the Greek word that means the renewal of your mind, a change of mind, repentance, and transformation. If you look it up, you're going to see that there are some bands, some, you know, even Christian bands that they, they have this name, metanoia, because it's, it's a nice concept, right? But metanoia means to change your mind, to renew your mind. Now, also, we have another, uh, another word that comes from the same root, and that word is called metamorphosis. So, metamorphosis means that a larva is becoming a cocoon, from the cocoon a caterpillar, and after that, a, a butterfly. So, the butterfly is transformed from a larva, from a worm, right? And then becomes a butterfly. That means to transform, metamorphosis. And changing our mind can be something similar. It has to change to transform to another state. And maybe you say, yeah, that, that's good. You know, I like to transform my mind. I like to change my life. Where do I start? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Today, we're going to talk about three different things that we need to pay attention to, how to transform our thinking. And the first thing that we need to pay attention to is to understand there's a huge connection between what we think in our minds, what we feel in our hearts, and what we do, the actions. There's a huge connection. 
And when we understand that connection, we know what we need to do next. There's one, um, you know, one saying that I like to say all the time. It's, we don't know what we don't know. That means we don't have awareness, and we have to have awareness, right? And everything is connected. When something positive goes through my mind, or going to be a positive feeling, or going to be a positive, you know, um, action. So, for instance, this morning, I see that some of you are excited. Some of you are, oh, man, right? So maybe some of you, you think about and you say, is this guy done with his counseling? What is he doing here, right? So if you see that in your mind, in your heart, you're going to have a little bit of annoyance. You're going to feel irritated, frustrated. And the behavior is, well, maybe you pull up your phone and you start checking the weather, and then Instagram, and then Twitter, and then Facebook, then the news, then anything that but to pay attention, right? Because you think that, you know, it's something, it's, it, it doesn't make sense, right? But everything starts with our thoughts. Now, the same way, you can be here today and you can say, listen, this is good stuff. Preach it, brother, you know, I like this. Tell me more about this. Then in your heart, you're going to feel excitement. You're going to feel, you know, I'm ready to learn. And maybe then you pull up your phone and you take notes. Or you take a piece of paper and you start writing things down. Right? So we start with our thoughts. What we say in our minds is connected with what we feel in our hearts. And what do we do about it? Right? It's very important to know that the only things that we can control in life are our thoughts what I think about, or my attitude, and my actions, what I do about it, right? So we need to understand that big connection there. The second thing that we can do to transform our thinking is to identify the unhealthy thoughts and to challenge them by taking them captive. Now, how do we do that? Or, or what I'm trying to do, um, what I'm trying to say. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What does it mean to be captive? What does it mean to take someone captive? You know what it means? It means that you arrest that person. Maybe you tie up their hands. Maybe you put them in a jail or in a cell. Or you put them somewhere in a confined space. So they don't have freedom. They don't do whatever they want. They are restrained, right? The same idea we have to do with unhealthy thoughts. The unhealthy thoughts that can roam through our mind freely, right? When there's a thought there coming to our awareness, we have to take that thought, to arrest that thought, to challenge it with the Word of God, and to say, what is God saying about this? And after that, to transform it, right? What is God saying about that? So when we talk about, um, you know, mental health, something that lots of people struggle with, it's anxiety, right? Um, if you look up the stats, we see that anxiety has become the number one problem health um, in, in North America. And two out of five people worry excessively every day. 18% of the population say that they feel anxious on a daily basis. And 66 of the visits to the doctor are for stress-related 
problems, right? The good news is anxiety is highly treatable, and there's treatment for that, right? But only a few people uh, look into that treatment. One of the verses um, in Bible that I like about anxiety and depression, especially about anxiety, it's Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. And here it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding, that transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. You see how it comes together? We talked about that to understand the, the connection. So the peace of God will guard our heart and our mind. And also there's other Bible verses in the Sermon of the Mount when Jesus is very direct and talk with people about, you know, when they worry. When people say, uh, what are we going to eat tomorrow? Where are we going to sleep? Uh, are we going to have enough clothes for us, right? So there are lots of Bible verses that talk about that. And, and Jesus says, look at the creation. Look at the lilies of the valley. Look at the birds in the sky. Who's taking care of them? God is. So do you think that you are worth more than um, than the lilies and the, the, um, and, and the birds? Yes, you are. So God will take care of you, right? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it, but pray about it. This is what we have to understand. So when we capture, when we see that we have an anxious thought, we capture that thought, we surround it with the Word of God, and we transform it, right? We make it obedient to Christ. Let me give you another example. Maybe something bad happened in my past, and, and, you know, my tendency is to think about all the times when somebody hurt me. Maybe all the times when I didn't make the soccer team. Or all the times when somebody was crude to me or took advantage to me, right? So when I think about that, in my heart I'm going to have lots of anger, resentment, bitterness, right? So when I see that my thoughts take me to that place, I have to capture that thought. And I have to put the word of God around it. And to say, what is the word of God saying about bitterness? Or about revenge? Or about, you know, anger? You know what the word of God says? Romans 12, chapters, uh, verse 17 and 21 says, Do not repay evil, evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Oh, you don't want to, to feel the wrath of God. You don't want to be there. So we want to let room for the uh, wrath of God. For it is written, says the Lord, it is mine to revenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And verse 21 says, do not be overcome by evil by overcome evil with good. So I was thinking about this. The popular translation for this verse would be, kill your enemies with kindness, right? If somebody is hurting you, be kind to them, right? So think about those things. When I see that I'm, I'm you know, in, in my mind, I think about negative things and what happened. Take those thoughts, surround them with the word of God, and make it obedient to God. Give it to God and say, God, you deal with us. You deal with us. 
To continue with this, just one more example, then we'll move on. It's very important to know that some of us are prone to listen to the lies, right? And I know that the enemy can bring so many lies in our life. Lies such as, oh, your sins? Your sins are too big for God to forgive. You'll never be forgiven. That's a lie, right? So when we see that we think that, we have to capture that lie and to say, what is the Word of God saying about that? Well, the Word of God says, I'm going to remove the sins from you, and I'll go throw them, you know, or I'm going to take them as far as east from the west from you. This is what the Word of God says about it, right? Or if I see that I have thoughts where I say, well, I'm not good enough. Um, I don't know what to do. I, I, you know, I'm a failure. What is the Word of God saying about that? The Word of God says that I'm precious. The Word of God says that I'm um, His child. The Word of God says that Jesus came to give His life for me. So I think that all of us, we understand this principle. We take the thought, we challenge it with the Word of God, and then we make it obedient to Christ. Finally, how can we transform our mind? It's important to fill our mind with the Word of God, right? Um, we cannot expect to have godly behavior if our minds are filled with garbage. We can't. Or we cannot have enough space to fill our mind with the Word of God if it's too much garbage there, right? So it's a principle, what you put in, it comes out. If you put the Word of God in your mind, we're going to have godly behavior. If we put garbage in our mind, we cannot expect to have godly behavior. We'll have something else but you know, godly behavior. So it's very important to understand that. And I have a question for you. What do you fill your mind with? What's going on through your mind? What do you fill your mind with? There are some Bible verses that talk about and encourage us in this way. And Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, right? Or there are other um, passages in the Bible says that, you know, I, I ponder on the promises of God. I think about that. One of my favorite verses is the text from Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8. And I know that it was written probably, uh, you know, in the language of the New Testament, and the, the words are in a different way. If we were to write that verse today, we would say, Finally, brothers and sisters, think about these things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. So this is not positive psychology fluff. This is the command of God to think about those things. To set our minds on the things about, above, that means to think about them, not on early things. We have a biblical command to think of good, uplifting, and positive things. Nowhere in the Bible does it say think of negative things. It doesn't say think about corrupt things, miserable, hopeless, useless. It doesn't say that. Because if you think about that, your life will be like your thoughts, right? It says think about good thoughts, right? So instead of thinking how, you know, wretch and rotten sinner you are, think about the overwhelming abundance of God's grace. The song that was written, uh, that was sang about the reckless love of God, that's so encouraging for us to understand that God left all the other people to come to rescue us. 
So when I say, you know what, God cannot forgive my sins, don't think about that. Think about the love of God who came to rescue us, right? And, and we can do the same things, you know, when it comes maybe to our jobs. Maybe you're not happy at your job and you think about, oh, I don't like this. My boss is not that great. Instead of focusing on the negative, think about the positive and say, I'm grateful that I have a job and I can put food on the table for my family. I'm grateful for the, uh, for the blessings that I have there, right? I know that changing our minds is not easy because thinking is not as easy as it looks Harry Ford said, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably the reason so few engage in it. This is hard, right? It's a hard process. And what I want to say is that we don't have to do this alone. The Holy Spirit who lives inside you will going to guide us through this. We don't have to do this in our strength. If we were to do this, we're going to fail every day. But the, word, the Holy Spirit and God is helping us and will help us to go through this. I like another, another saying that goes like this. You are today where your thoughts have brought you. And you will be tomorrow where your thoughts will take you. You will be tomorrow where your thoughts will take you. If you want to experience real change, you need to change the way how you think. And transform yourself by renewing your mind. This morning we learned about steps that we can do to change our mind we learn about the connection between thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Then we learn about how we need to analyze our thoughts and capture those thoughts and challenge them with the Word of God and make them obedient to Christ. And then we learn about the importance of filling our minds with the Word of God. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.